So here we are, week one of a series called Brace Yourself. And this series title is not something that I came up with. This word is not something, this phrase is not something that I came up with. In fact, I firmly believe this phrase, the, the title of the series came directly from heaven, directly from God. Now, I'm not saying that other series titles and other ideas and stuff did not come from God because they do. I truly believe as I pray and seek the Lord and say, Lord, what would you want to tell your people, your family here at Lake Point Church and beyond? I know we've got several people who are listening online who don't even live around here. We welcome you to this service. But what would you want me to tell people? And, and this phrase, brace yourself, is something that God has given to us. Now, God speaks in a wide variety of ways. He speaks through the Bible. He speaks through prayer. He speaks through circumstances. He speaks through his church, through other people. And, but also, as we see in Scripture, God does speak through dreams. Now, I'm not one, I can't even remember my dreams. I mean, I wake up and I'm like, I think I dreamed something. I just can't really remember what I dreamed, you know. Some dreams I, I, I remember, and, um, but most of the time, I don't really remember. So if God speaks to me through a dream, I forget it. I just, I just don't carry it. There's a big separation between sleep time and daytime for me. However, God has been known to speak through dreams all throughout Scripture. And let me tell you, if it's in Scripture, then it's possible, very much possible, that God still speaks like that today. Now, we have had a family in our church that, um, that, that came to me with a, um, a, a, a situation. On July 2nd, we had a family in our church, and they have a, um, they have a little girl who uh, is in elementary grade, and uh, she had a dream. And as they were telling me about this girl's dream, they were telling me how this, this dream showed calendars flipping back and forth, and, and, and it had uh, people... Um, running around and things on fire and lots of chaos. And when the calendar got to the month of November, a fist burst through November. And it was really frightening for the girl. She remembered it in great detail. But one thing she also remembered is she remembered that someone in the dream was saying, brace yourself. Brace yourself throughout the dream. And so, obviously, as a pastor, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for her. I hope that she doesn't have any more of those dreams. That's, that's kind of crazy, and, and I know it's scary. And so, after that, I, I really kind of dismissed it. Until later on that evening, late that evening, I, I received a, a link of a video that my cousin sent me. And it's a video of a pastor in Kentucky. And this pastor... His name is uh, Dana Coverstone. And so Dana told this, this dream. I had this video of this dream he had. And so this dream that he had back in December of 2019. And the dream showed calendars flipping from January all the way until the month of June. But when he got to the month of March... A hand tapped on the, the month of March three times. And then when it got to June, tapped on the month of June three times. And he saw fires, he saw riots, he saw people wearing masks. Now again, this is December 2019. And he told his, um, his small group, his elders about it. And they just kind of kept it to themselves and prayed about it. So maybe the Lord is speaking. I don't know. Well, March comes around, and we have COVID. We have people wearing masks. June comes around, we have people in riots and fires and everything. 
And then around June 22nd, he had another dream. Now, he did not post a video about these dreams until around the end of June. So around June 22nd, he had a second dream. And that second dream was basically a continuation. And it was July, calendars flipping. Uh, August, September, when it got to September, three taps, just like March and June. Then October and November, and he said when it got to November, a fist burst through the calendar of November. And he heard the words, brace yourself, over and over. When I heard that, whatever I was doing as I was doing, having this video kind of play in the background, I immediately stopped, contacted this family in our church, and I said, hey, you need to watch this video. They watched it. They said, why did he have the same dream as, as our girl? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> we might want to find that out. So I was like, here's what I need you to do. I need, to make, I need you to make sure that no one in your family, no one has seen this video. Maybe you played this video in the background. Where, of course, we're, we're all locked up. I mean, there's, she's not going anywhere. She, she hasn't really been anywhere. And so they spend a day or two researching and come to find out no one in their family has seen it. And they showed it to, the, to their girl, a uh, little portion of the, of the video, and they asked her, have you seen this video? And she said, no. And then they asked her again, so what were the words that, that you heard over and over again? She said, brace yourself. So... I, um, I'm a very big skeptic. Now, I walk in the Holy Spirit as much as possible, but I, I, need, I need confirmation because there, there could be a lot of people just kind of walking in the flesh when they say they're walking in the Spirit, and you, you've got to really uh, put up the words that people are speaking from the words of God, make sure it lines up with the Word of God, with His Word of God. And so we... As we followed through with this dream and, and we were looking at this, I was very skeptical. I'm just being honest. I was like, she had to have heard this dream. Not at all. So I realized that God was speaking to us as a church and as a, the Big C Church. Who knows? Who else could have had this same dream? And so on the same day, we had this same dream shared with me. It just so happened from a family in our church and just so happened my cousin sent me this video. And then I also recalled how my day started on July 2nd. On July 2nd, I remember being woken up around 4 or 4.30 in the morning by a male voice yelling my name. That's not a great way to wake up in the morning. And so I, I immediately woke up. I, I check on Suzanne and I walk throughout the house and everything. And I'm like, okay, nobody's here. The alarm's still set. Everything's good. What was that? But it, it woke me up. And I know it was a male voice yelling, Frank, Frank. And that was that same morning. And I, believe, I do believe it was God's way of telling me, hey, I need you to listen because I'm going to be speaking to you. Now, obviously, the voice didn't say that, but obviously, at the end of the day, I realized, okay, I, I know now why I was woken so early. So I'm here to tell you, I need to be obedient as your pastor. Even the pastor in, in uh, Kentucky, Pastor Coverstone, he, he does not like the attention that's been given to him. He does not like what's going on. He's had people have, who's come to his house at weird hours of the night. He's had people arrested who've come to us. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And he is someone who is being obedient to the Lord. He says, I really wish that this didn't happen to me, but evidently for whatever reason. And I don't really know him, 
But from his videos and everything he's saying, from his elders, Dana, and obviously his dream, because it happened with our church as well, it, it's legit. So brace yourself. That goes with kind of what we're going through a little bit, right? I mean, you have this feeling that, man, it's all going to fall apart. What is happening? What? What's going to happen in September? We all know what's coming in November. And so it's like, and there's already unrest that's going on. And so when, when I share this dream at the beginning of my Idols series, I had many people come to me and say, hey, I, I'm going to brace myself. I'm buying guns. I'm buying ammo. I'm getting more toilet paper, definitely getting some of that. Stocking up on food, some, some bluebell ice cream, and, and, all, and, and it's great. And if you get some extra bluebell ice cream, remember your pastor and share that with, with us. That'd be great. But we've had all kinds of people saying all kinds of things, you know, selling things for cash, buying an RV, you know, and, and you know, that, I guess that's important. Whatever God wants you to do, brace yourself. We, we are starting to brace ourselves in very similar fashion. But brace yourself, that phrase that I truly believe was from God is not really totally meant for the way that you and I think. I truly believe as I have sought the Lord, I've got on my knees, I've prayed, I asked, God, what does brace yourself mean? He says, it's totally spiritual. It's totally spiritual. That's why, in, that's why this week we're starting um, a study in the book of Nehemiah. And uh, we, we have uh, a, a study happening at 6 o'clock on Wednesday for anybody who, want, who wants to join. I'm, I'm delivering it. We got books out in the uh, foyer. And uh, if you want a book online, just let us know. And we, have, we actually have people who don't even live in this state who are actually going through the book of Nehemiah with us, through this study. And we encourage you to get a book. They're $5. But that starts Wednesday night at 6 o'clock here. We also have a ladies group for those who can't come on Wednesday nights. If you, uh, it's going to be taught by my wife. It's going to be at the church office on Saturday mornings. Talk to her about that. But there's awesome opportunities. We also have a group on Sunday morning. So there's awesome opportunities for you to go through the study. This is one reason why we're doing this together. Also in September, you're going to get a prayer and fasting guide that I'm working on. And you're going to get that as a church. And we're going to provide it online as well. We're all going to walk through a time of prayer and fasting. We're going to brace ourselves. But brace yourself in my as, as the Lord has spoken to me, is basically spiritual. And brace yourself all begins with what you are wearing. What you're wearing. So let me, let me ask you this. Ladies, is it important before you go somewhere, is it important to know kind of what, uh, what the event is or where you're going before you decide what you want to wear? I mean, what... What you're going to wear is important, and it needs to match what's going to happen. So if, if I come to Susanna and say, hey, we're, we're going we're to go out. And so, okay, well, what does that mean? Is that, is that a, just a TCBY? Because I can wear shorts and a, and, a, and a ball cap, and she looks cute, anything. Or are we going to a, a nice upscale white tablecloth restaurant? Because I'm going to get dressed in a dress, curl my hair, and look my best. Because it's important to know the when, the where, who's going to be there, the situation before you ladies, you get dressed. Because that makes a big difference. The same goes for being ready to brace yourself. And so as we, as we go to, through this series, um, I want to start off by talking about 
wearing the right thing. It's so important to make sure that you are wearing the right thing to brace yourself. I remembered um, a couple of years ago, my good friend Neil Freeman, who uh, is a visionary behind Lake Point Sports, he invited me to a baseball game, Atlanta Braves baseball game, at uh, Tourist Park, of course, back then it was SunTrust Park, and so I was like, hey, that, that's awesome, I, 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 uh, I'd love to go. So he has these season tickets, and, and, and I don't really have an Atlanta Braves baseball game. I, I, I mean, ba- baseball uh, jersey or no shirt, and I grew up in Houston, I, I'm kind of a Houston Astros fan, and, and, but, but obviously I live in Atlanta now, so you know, we want to cheer on the Braves as well. And, but I just didn't have any shirts. I was like, you know, I think it'll be fine. I could just wear wherever. And, and I remember as that day got closer, um, that morning I realized, I, I was like, I probably should go get a Braves shirt. And so I did. I went Academy and, and got a Braves shirt. And I'm so glad I did. And the reason why is because when we pulled up to the ballpark, uh, we had valet parking. And then we walked into this huge room, and it was an all-you-can-eat buffet, and it was just amazing. And then we just walked just a few steps to our seats right behind home plate. (laughs) And everybody around me was wearing Atlanta Braves jerseys. And I would have been like, I mean, I would have been a sore thumb. And I would have stuck out and... I would have been on national television behind Hope Plate as the only person not wearing Atlanta Braves jersey, and I'm so glad I, I did. So what you're wearing matters so very much, and the same thing goes for brace yourself. So before you can spiritually brace yourself, and that's what this series is about, spiritually bracing yourself, you've got to put on the right thing. And the thing I'm talking about today is the armor of God is the armor of God. Because there's no way you're going to brace yourself without the armor of God. And so I'm, I'm going to be in Ephesians chapter six today. Um, and I'm not sure if, we, uh, if we're gonna have the scriptures on, uh, on the screen or online, but if you do have your copy of God's word, uh, we're gonna be in Ephesians uh, chapter uh, six. But Paul explains the... the um, the reason why we need to have the armor of God. So he first explains the reason why we have the armor of God, and then he will explain uh, how to use the armor of God. So Ephesians chapter 6, and I'm going to start in verse 10, and I'm going to go 10 through 13. And it says this, and obviously this this is a letter he's written to the church he planted in Ephesus. And he says this, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything, to stand. That passage, those verses, doesn't that fit today? Doesn't that fit today? I mean, it's like Paul had, he's, he's written to the church in Ephesus, but but this is for the church. This is for the bride of Christ. This is for us today. That's why the, the, the word of God is alive. It's not dead. It keeps on living and it keeps on giving. And so this passage, Paul is telling us why to put on the right thing, why to put on the armor of God. First of all, he tells us to be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord, not on our own strength. If you are going to brace yourself, you need to rely upon the Lord's strength. You know, I could go bust my head through, through a wall, Man, not a brick wall, but like a sheetrock wall. I, I, put, I put myself through sheetrock wall, especially coming from the attic with the foot hanging down, if you've ever done that before. 
just makes you want to say praise the Lord or something kind of like that. And, but, but I could put my head through a wall, but it would be much easier if I had a helmet. And not that, that my head would be stronger with that. It's just that I would be able to do that with much greater force. Why? Because I have a helmet on just as a piece of armor. So when we put on the armor of God, it's, it's his strength that we're doing. It's not our own strength. If you, don't put, if you don't have the armor on, then you're not going to be in battle. If you don't put on this armor we're going to talk about today, if you don't put this on, you're not in battle. And there's no way you're going to brace yourself. You could try to brace yourself, but you're not going to last. We've got to put on the armor. So... That's first thing. That's the reason why we got to be strong in the Lord. Second thing, we got to put on the full armor. We got to put on the full armor. Uh, uh, Paul says this. Not just some of the armor. So some of these things we're talking about, you can't just use one thing. You've got to use all of it. So it's like a football player. A football player can't just go walk on the field just with his shoulder pads. He's got other equipment like the helmet and other things, the pads. On, on his thighs, I mean, lots of things that a football player needs to protect himself. He needs the full armor on, the full uniform on, uh, uniform on, so that he can play in the game, so he can be in the game. If you're going to be in the battle, you need the full armor that we're talking about today, not just some of it. So we need to be walking the, go in the strength of the Lord, not our strength which is the armor. We need to be put on the full armor. We need to understand that this is spiritual, not physical. He talks about that, who we're fighting against, okay? We're, we're not fighting black and white. We're not fighting uh, Republicans and Democrats. We're not fighting the SEC versus the Big Ten. Well, we might be fighting that, but, you know. But, I mean, you know, we're not fighting those things. We're fighting... The, 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 the darkness, we're fighting the principalities, we're fighting these things. In fact, Paul kind of goes into even kind of a, 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 maybe even a rank system of, of, of how the, the demons are, are ranged. He he's calls out rulers and, and authorities and powers and forces, almost like, you know, hey, there's even different levels and, and people, demons who are assigned different things and I don't know. Seems to me, he's calling these things out, rulers and authorities and powers and forces. You're not fighting physical things. You and I are fighting spiritual things. We've got to understand that. We are not fighting people. I see on Facebook so many people, they're fighting people. No, we've got to understand we're fighting spiritual things. So another thing, another reason why the armor of God is important, it helps us to stand in our faith. It's, it helps us to stand in our faith. This, this, um, these verses strongly implies a defense, not an offense. We are not called to charge against Satan. That, Paul doesn't say that. Paul doesn't say we are to charge against Satan. He does say we are to endure his attacks. We are to endure until Christ comes back. Contrary to your natural response, the next few months as we proceed on down, the next few months is not the, about the protection of your family, the protection of your finances, the protection of your physical well-being. The main concern you and I need to focus on is to stand firm in our faith. The natural response is to protect our finances, protect our family. And I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm not saying don't do those things. I'm just saying your number one concern is to stand firm in your faith. Listening online, your number one concern, to stand firm in your faith. It's about to become obvious in the next few months who is really living for the Lord and who 
is faking it. It's about to become obvious over the next few months who's really for, living for the Lord and who's faking it. Because those who are living for the Lord, they're going to put on the full armor of God and they're going to stand firm, stand in their faith until the day of evil comes. Not if, Paul says when, when the day of evil comes. And I think we're here. <laughs> I, mean, I think we're here. I see, I'm seeing evil all over the place. And it's time to stand firm. So Paul uses that first part of Ephesians chapter 6 to talk about why we need the full armor of God. And then he explains in the rest of the verses here what that looks like and how to use it. So in verse 14 of Ephesians chapter 6, if you follow along, stand firm. Then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with, um, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. What Paul is doing, he's, he's describing a Roman soldier. Roman soldiers were everywhere. He's this, he, he knows what Roman soldiers are wearing and what they wear. In fact, he could be writing this and actually looking at a soldier while he's writing this. So let's talk about the first one, the belt of truth. The belt of truth. Uh, a soldier's belt was thick and sturdy, almost like a, like a weightlifter's belt. He already able to tie it on. And um, the rest of the armor... One thing you got to understand about the belt of truth is the rest of the armor is fitted to this belt. It's important. This is the first thing you put on. And so everything is connected to truth. Everything is connected to truth. God's word, prayer, our faith, it's all connected to truth. Truth binds together everything else we believe. Oh, we want truth. We so want truth. We've heard of fake news, but here lately, over the past few months, we, we've seen a lot of fake truth. <laughs> I mean, these doctors say this, and other doctors come back and say something different. You know, this politician says this, this politician says something different. You know, th this, uh, uh, this official from this uh, football conference says this, this football conference official says this. I mean, who do you believe? Where do you go? And it's almost to the point to where you're searching for the truth. Well, if I'm seeing these two different things, what's really the truth? And what we do is we, we find the truth. We search for the truth. You know, church, if, if you and I could search for the biblical truth in our life, as much as we try to find the truth on social media, man, we'd be biblical scholars we need to search for the truth. And the truth is in God's word. The, uh, the spiritual truth that there's only one God and only one way to heaven through Jesus and that needs to be, and, and how he needs to be first in your life, that needs to be the first thing you put on. The spiritual truth, it all connects the truth. Then he says the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. There's two purposes for the breastplate of righteousness. This whole area right here. It, it protects and it identifies. It protects and it identifies. It protects major organs. The mo most important organs. Heart, lung, stomach, all this area. It, it protects so when you and I live a life of righteousness, which means we're, we're, we're following in the ways of the Lord, we're living our life uh, as close as we can to God's word, we, we are, um, we're connected to the power of the Holy Spirit. When we are living that life, we are protected because we're making the right choices. 
when we're making right spiritual choices of righteousness, then we walk in the protection. We are protected by the things of this world. If you're not walking in righteousness, you're leaving yourself exposed. Another thing the breastplate does, it, it identifies. You know, Roman soldiers had a different emblem on their breastplate than other countries. It's obvious. It's just, it's just like a football team. That's where football teams and basketball teams, that's where they get the idea that there's an emblem, a symbol, colors, all of that stuff, so they can identify, okay, I'm passing to this guy, or I'm, I'm doing alley-oop to this guy. And so, Paul's saying that just like a soldier is identified, his breastplate is identified, you and I are identified by the way we live our life. Not, not by if we go to church. Oh, I go such and such to church. But if you live a life that is contrary to the righteousness of God, then you're not wearing the right jersey. You're not wearing the right breastplate of righteousness. And so we are identified by how we live our life. Christians are identified by how we love each other, by how we love God, how we love the world, how we are unified together. So I encourage you, live a life of righteousness. Your life of righteous living identifies you. That's your breastplate of righteousness right here. So we have the belt of truth. We have the breastplate of righteousness. We have the feet of the gospel. A soldier wore, you know, wore shoes, wore sandals to wear, you know, in tight and good and tight to where they can run, they can be in battle, their feet are protected, and they can have traction. Without shoes, you don't have traction. In our world, we're having a lot of distractions right now. <laughs> right here, we're having lots of distractions. And distraction is the opposite of traction. It's like, we're just not really getting much traction because we're just distracted. And so, when you and I decide daily to put on the feet, the shoes of the gospel, then it gives us traction. The good news of the gospel. What is a good news? Gospel means good news. What is a good news? Good news that Jesus loves you, Jesus died for you, Jesus is alive, and Jesus is coming back for you if you have received him as Lord and Savior. That right there is the good news. You can remind yourself that every single day. And nothing else will matter. Nothing else will matter. It doesn't matter what's happening in this world because you have the gospel that you're putting on your feet every day, everywhere I go. By the way, everywhere you go, do you know that your feet go with you? <laughs> everywhere you go, and I know you don't walk out of the house without some shoes on, unless you live in Alabama, but you don't walk out of the house without some shoes on. You bring your shoes with you, and you walk, and, and that, that gospel of truth, that gospel is there with you. Jesus loves me. He died for me. He's coming back for me. Jesus loves me. He died for me. He's coming back for me. This stuff doesn't matter. Come on, September. Come on, November. That just means Jesus is coming back. Nothing else matters. It's like, you ever seen really old Christians? I mean, people who are, who are really well in their age. And, and, and their walk with Jesus. It's like they're always reading the Bible like they're cramming for a final, you know? Those old people, and, and it's like they're, they're in the Word all the time, and they're just ready. You know what? They could care less. <laughs> they could care less. They're like, I, I, I don't care what happens because I'm going to be with Jesus. It's just that my vacation, my eternal vacation starts sooner. <laughs> it's, it's an eternal vacation doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because I got the gospel. 
You know those who are freaking out besides non-Christians? Those people who think they're Christians. They're freaking out. They're freaking out. Hey, don't freak out. Don't freak out. If you are freaking out, you need to spend some time with Jesus. You need to make sure you're right with the Lord. You need to confess your sins. You need to repent. You need to have a life of righteousness. You need to put on the full armor of God. Don't freak out. It's okay. We win in the end. We win because Jesus wins. And we are his children. We are heirs to the kingdom. So we have the belt of truth. We have the breastplate of righteousness. We have the feet of the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. And we have the shield of faith. We have the shield of faith. Yeah, this, uh, this shield that Paul's talking about is about four feet tall by two feet wide. That's a Roman shield. And this shield was covered in, in, in leather and it was dipped in water and soaked in water before battle. Why? To distinguish the fiery art, uh, darts or the arrows of the evil one. And you've seen this in movies. You've seen this in movies where they, where they hide behind their shield. And literally, the reason why the shield is like that is so they can crouch behind it. And, and the first thing that happens in a battle, besides the horn being blown, is the arrows, fiery arrows, come from one side to the next. And they're there to, to protect themselves. And it hits the, the shield. And because it's soaked in water, it helps to distinguish the fiery arrows of the evil one. You know, it seems like the fiery arrows of, of doubt, worry, frustration, apathy, and stress, you know, it, it happens every day. And you know, those things happen kind of at the beginning of the day, kind of like the arrows in battle. At the, they happen at the beginning. Your shield is really there more for the beginning of the battle. And then after that, use your Use your sword. But the shield of faith is important. What is faith? Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is confidence in what we hope for, assurance of what we do not see. I know my Redeemer lives. Have you seen Jesus? No. You ever talked to him? In prayer, not one-on-one, not in person, not face-to-face. But I know my Redeemer lives. I know he died for me. No, I've never seen his cross. No, I wasn't there when he rose from the grave. But I know by faith. I know by faith. We can have faith. Shield of faith. So use that shield. Again, this is something for, for defense. None of this is for offense. Next, helmet of salvation. You know, one good, one good hit in the head from a rock or an arrow or whatever, and, and it's over. Game over. The helmet of salvation is very, very extremely important because it guards, like a helmet guards the most important part of your body, your head, because if something happens to your head, it's over. And so the, the fact that you if you accepted Christ as Savior, you have salvation. It is the ultimate protection against Satan. This is one reason why we, why we do baptisms. This is one reason why we do dunking by baptism. Okay? I know other, other denominations and, and stuff, they, they, they may sprinkle, you know, uh, and stuff. And, and we've had people here as a child, they were sprinkled. And then later on, they, they've been dunked because when you, when you were sprinkled, you don't really remember that. And it's just more of a, a dedication to the Lord. But when you are dumped and you've got people around you, you that's a moment that you can remember. I remember the day I was baptized. I remember coming up out of that baptism and both of my hands were raised up. I remember that moment. I remember who baptized me and it was awesome. 
was about nine years old, and I loved it. And I remember it, and I go back to that. And if Satan tries to uh, put fire darts and arrows in my life of, of doubt, I say, no, 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 uh-uh, I don't think so. I was baptized. I made that decision to follow Christ. <clears throat> I know I may have messed up. I know I may have tripped up, but I am a, 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 a blood-bought, born believer of Jesus Christ. And I am saved. Having that helmet of salvation is huge because it protects. And Satan will try to come and, and steal that. He will try he would try to come and, and, and put doubt in your mind. But nothing can separate us. As, as it says in Romans 8, 37 through 39, know in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that love us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Jesus bought me and, and paid for my price. I accepted him as Lord and Savior, and I stand redeemed. You cannot take that away from me. Satan cannot steal that away from you. You put on that helmet of salvation, he cannot take it off. And God wants you to wear his armor. It's the armor of God. It's his armor. I, I, I never knew this uh, until I read it this week. Uh, God put on some of this armor. Isaiah talked about it in Isaiah 59, 17, just one verse. And it says, he, God, put on righteousness as his breastplate. And the helmet of salvation on his head, he put on the garments of vengeance and wrapped himself in zeal as in a cloak. You are not wearing your armor. You are wearing God's armor. You are wearing his armor. It gives you strength. It gives you power. It gives you confidence. Salvation protects the most important part of your spiritual body. It does. And so you need to put on the helmet of salvation. And then you, put on the, you need to carry the sword of the Spirit. It's basically the Word of God. So now we get to the only offensive weapon. Everything else is defensive. It's to protect yourself. This right here, the Word of God, it's, it's a sword. It's to, it's to go on the offensive. You cannot defeat the enemy without the sword, the word of God. Satan even tried to use the word of God against, against the son of God when he was tempted. But God, but Jesus knew the word of God, and he actually used it as a sword against the lies of the devil. You need to know your sword. You need to know all about your sword. You need to know what's in here. I've got friends of mine who are cops, and they tell me that they can take apart their gun and put it back together in the dark. They could take apart their gun, their rifle, whatever, all of their ammunition, and they could put it back together in the dark. Why is that important? Well, because what if something happens and it's at nighttime and they need to fix their weapon. Well, it's important to be able to do that. It's important to be able to, it's important to be able to, uh, to know your weapon. When the evil one comes, you need to be able to use this weapon. You need to be able to say, no, uh, that's not right. What you're saying, that voice inside me, what you're saying right now, that's a lie. And I'm not going to accept it. And the reason why it's a lie, because in God's word, it says this. In God's word, it says this more. And we're going we're gonna to get into this more as we're going to spend a whole Sunday just on God's word. But this right here is your sword. We need to know how to use it. You know, there's a big talk today, uh, not just today, in, in the last few weeks of defunding the police, which is totally ridiculous, but defunding the police and do you know when, 
When you keep your Bible just on the shelf and you don't use it, you know you're defunding the power of God? You are. It's like you're defunding, not defunding the police, but you're defunding the power of God's word in your life because you're not using it. Don't do that. It's as, that's as ludicrous as defunding the police. So you don't want to do that. But as we close, I do want to say that there is one missing piece to this armor. There's one missing piece to this armor. And that is this. When, when you and I have the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the, the, the feet, the shoes of the gospel of peace, and when you have the, the shield of faith and the, and the sword and you're, you're ready for battle, your, your backside is exposed. Your backside is exposed. And what that shows is that we're not to retreat. We're not to retreat. We are to stand firm. But there are times, and some of you, it's happening in your life. There are some people listening online. There are families right now in our church who they feel surrounded by the enemy. I've felt that. I have. You feel surrounded by the enemy. And it's like, okay, I'm covered here, but I'm not covered there. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Because one thing you got to know this. When soldiers fight in battle and they're surrounded, guess what? There's another soldier who's fighting right behind you, back to back. You've seen it on movies. They fight and they have each other's back. There's someone there who's got your back and he's fighting. And you two together are able to stand in your faith. You can stand over the next few months. You can brace yourself with the armor of God and the people of God. You can brace yourself with the armor of God and the people of God. But you cannot do this alone. You can't. Listening online, you cannot do this alone. You need other believers in your life. You can't do this. You're, you're exposed. You're exposed. And so those times when, when, when you feel surrounded, you're exposed. We, Susanna and I had an opportunity just this week just to, just to gather around another couple in our church and in a family. They're being surrounded right now. But we were able to come in with them and say, hey, we got you back. We got you back. We are with you in this battle. You will lose every time if you do this alone. I just want to encourage you. Get with other believers. Do a small group. Get in the church. If you're ever fighting something alone, you need to reach out to your church. You need to reach out to me, and we will make sure you're not doing this alone. We do it all the time. We do it all the time. But you got to put the armor on. If you're not putting the armor on, you're not in the battle. You're not in the battle. And so I want to encourage you to brace yourself with the armor of God. But before you can do that, you gotta know the truth. The belt of truth. You've gotta know the truth. The truth is, Jesus loves you, he died for you, and he wants to come back for you. He wants to build a, a beautiful place for you in heaven if you accept him as Lord and Savior. So it's time to put the helmet of salvation on. If you're watching today online, Know the truth. Accept the faith. Just walk out on faith and put that helmet of salvation. And the way you do that is this. You just acknowledge that you are a sinner just like me. We are all sinners. 
but Christ died for every single one of us. And you can accept Christ as Savior. You just simply say, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. Please forgive me. Please forgive me for doing this all on my own. I surrender. I wave their white flag. I surrender. I need a Savior. I need a Savior. So every head bowed, every eye closed in this place. And, and if you're watching online, I, I do want to encourage you to remove distractions. And I do want to make sure that you understand this is so, so very important. If you're ready to put on that helmet of salvation. And, and just know this. You're not going to understand everything. There, you have questions. I have questions. All, if all of our questions were answered, then we wouldn't have faith. There will be a day when all of our questions are answered, and the Bible talks about that when we're in heaven. But until then, we live by faith in the fact that God sent his son Jesus to die for our sins, and we, through his sacrifice, can be saved from our sins, can be forgiven from our sins. All we have to do, and you could do it right now, Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me. I want to live for you. I accept you as Lord and Savior. Please come into my life and be Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you're sitting here today, I, want to, I would love for you to to come and let me know that if you're watching online or you can even sitting here today, you can send me an email. Just send it to pastor at lakepointonline.com. I would love to hear about it and be able to walk you through the next steps as to what's going on. But just know this, uh, God is calling us to brace ourselves. And that means spiritually. You want to come back next week. You want to tune in next week online because we're talking about how to brace ourselves through prayer, and you can't do it without prayer.